Welcome to the Fabulous Broads podcast. Grab yourself a drink and join the conversation about life after 50. My name is Maria Manettis, and whether I'm solo or chatting with a guest, I'll be bringing you weekly stories of exploring and defining midlife one day at a time. Today, I am chatting with children's author, Julie Cassetta. She has a new book coming out this Friday, so we were lucky to nab her for this podcast, and it is called Magical Mia, Kindness is Contagious. I know a lot of you see me on Instagram. I'm always talking about kindness, so I'm very excited to have her tell us about her new children's book, her secret to handling stress, and how she feels about turning 50 this year. She oh. is a fabulous broad, but then she becomes official when she turns 50. Julie, welcome to the podcast. Maria, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. I'm excited to have you. And even though you're completely on the opposite side of the coast, you are in Florida. I'm in California. We made it work with the time differences and all that. We both have makeup on today, <laughs> even though you can't see us. We look fabulous. Trust we me. We do. We that. do. Yes, we do <laughs> for sure. So, because I'm nosy and I love nothing more than a good cocktail or coffee, both are my little vice. What's your favorite cocktail or beverage? Tell yeah, us. Yeah, uh, I have the same vices as you do. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, although the cocktails have been fewer and fewer as the age increases. Uh, I don't know if you've experienced this, but of course, um, as as I've gotten older, I've noticed that I don't recover so well from the cocktails anymore. Uh, oh, so I try, well. and, I, I try and limit them <laughs> a lot more than I did in my younger days. Um, but if I had to pick you know, I'm, I'm definitely a seasonal drinker, but we're coming into summer right now here in Florida. So I would say definitely uh, tequila has been the kindest to me. And I, I love a good margarita. Ooh, I love a good margarita, but yeah. on a daily basis, lots of, and lots of coffee. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. I, um, I do love my coffee and my husband um, always has the pot ready when I come downstairs. So he's definitely a keeper. Uh, but I do like to experiment. As a matter of fact, I um, we recently bought a cute little bench for our backyard. And my daughter-in-law said this morning, oh, that would be so much fun to enjoy one of your signature cocktails out there. And I thought, oh, no pressure. Now I have to come up with a signature cocktail. <laughs> I mean, we did have one when my son graduated from high school. We called it Broke Parents. And we we put up a little sign. It said tap water, ice cubes, generic whiskey, you know, um, frozen orange juice from concentrate. We tried to make it funny, but oh, I now, love that. now the pressure on. My daughter-in-law is <laughs> expecting a cocktail. I don't want to disappoint her. <laughs> Absolutely. Summer uh, outside cocktails are the best. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Okay. So one of my other questions, because I am a voracious reader, um, what are you reading? Something good. So a, a book that I just finished is, um, I'm not sure if you've read it, but most people now have heard of Brene Brown. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so I just finished The Gifts of Imperfection. Um, I I am also, well, I say a reader, but really I listen to a lot of audiobooks. It's a lot easier for me to listen to books while I'm driving and such. So um, I listened to her book. I found her, I think, uh, via her TED Talk. And, you know, it's funny because 
all pretty much all the books that I read are self-help, spiritual enlightenment books. And I can't believe that I did not come across her or discover her earlier. But, you know, as as is always the way or always seems to be the way with me. When I need something, it appears in my life. So her book showed up right at the right time. And boy, I mean, she is a well-gifted speaker and she knows how to really speak to her audience and connect with her audience. And she said everything that I needed to hear. So I, I just, I loved her book and I feel like I'm, I'm living it right now. Um, you know, living an authentic, trying to live an authentic life and put myself out there and be vulnerable and, you know, when she talked about, so you're familiar with her, right? You were shaking. I am. I've seen um, her TED Talks. And I do think that I have one of her books on audio. But since I don't drive as much now, I I haven't been listening. But I think I'm definitely going to investigate that because, gosh, if you want to talk about imperfection, <laughs> I could be a poster child for it. Oh, and 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 it's a beautiful thing. It's I, celebrating your imperfections, you know, and, and I'm always trying to convey this to my daughter. And I always say, that, you know, I've got the perfect daughter and the perfect husband. They're perfectly imperfect, you know, because I think that you can see someone as perfect and it's not the perfect that everyone is trying to be. It's loving all of those imperfections. And that's exactly where you're supposed to be. And that is what perfection is, you know, being okay with your imperfections. And so she talks a lot about that and, and, you know, she quotes, and I think she did this in her TED talk to the uh, Teddy Roosevelt talk, the man in the arena. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, yes. I love that one. Oh, I love I mean, that just, story. It's so it, That's a good point. I'm going to link that into the show notes because I think that's a very valuable story for people to hear. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm telling myself every day, I'm like, I'm in the arena. I'm putting myself out there, you know, and it's, it's so important because you know, you started this podcast. And so all of a sudden you're more in the public eye and open to scrutiny. And so the Teddy Roosevelt talk, just in case your audience hasn't heard of it, um, I think I've got it pulled up here. Let me see. Yes. Do you mind if I just read a little bit of it? Not at all. Not at all. I think it's valuable and I'll definitely post a link to it as well. I just, I know I love it. It is, it is not the critic who counts, nor the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So that is so so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. I just love it. <laughs> I love it too. And that should be something that all women in midlife should strive for because yes. it's never too late and you can still have be in that arena and try new things and and just not worry dare about greatly. 
everyone dare greatly exactly thank you that was that was unexpected but perfect for what we're talking about today yeah i just i love it i love it so much it it speaks to where i'm at and where i haven't been honestly for many years you know i i had my daughter 7 years ago kind of later in life and it it shook me and put me in a mindset that I had never really experienced this fear mindset of, Oh my gosh, now I have to actually grow up and be responsible and I can't die. I'm not allowed to get sick. I'm not allowed to, (laughs) you know, and I have to provide, I have to make sure I make a good living and am taken care of, take care of her. And now I have to really make sure that I'm taken care of into my older years. And that's, that's a horrible thing to feel really, and a horrible place to make decisions from. So I'm, I'm happy that I'm not in that place anymore. <laughs> well, parenting is never easy, no matter what the age, right? I mean, I had my first son, I have three boys. So my first son was born when I was 27. Oh, wow. And then my youngest was born when I was 38. So that's a big difference, right? I mean, I did I did change husbands yeah, in between huge. one and then two and three sons. But regardless of that, I, you know, I have a 31-year-old and I also have a 19-year-old. So I'm never going to be over this parenting thing because I have like all different ranges. I got one who's getting married. I got one who's in high school. You know, when it's all over the place. Wow. And parenting is never done. So no. it doesn't matter what age you have children, but you're right. You do really think about things more when you're older, because when I was giving my oldest piggyback rides on the floor, if I wanted to do that now with the grandchild, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I could get up, but that's that's on me. <laughs> but you do want to take care of yourself more because you do have that responsibility. Absolutely. As a parent. So uh, aside from your daughter, and we know you live in Florida, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, well, I am relentlessly optimistic. I always have been. Um, some people might actually find it annoying <laughs> how positive I can be constantly looking at the sunny side of everything, but I think it, it helps definitely. Um, I'm uh, while I'm doing this writing thing, which is amazing. Uh, I also have, of course, a day job that pays the bills. Uh, I'm an environmental scientist for a consulting firm. Um, and so we do like groundwater soil and remediation, um, which is basically, you know, if there's a spill or at gas stations or dry cleaners that have been contaminated, we go in and, and clean it up. Uh, so that's what I do for to make wow. a living, my that's nine to five. <laughs> um, let's see, I've been married for 19 years. And as I said, I've married the, the perfect man in all his imperfections, which he really doesn't have that many of, but we all do, right? Um, Let's see. I'm constantly working on self-improvement. Obviously, if that's all I read is self-help books. Yeah. So I, I love my life. Um, I'm an avid gardener. I love gardening and plants and growing things. Growth is, is a theme with me all over the place. 
I would like for it to be a theme, but I really have a brown thumb. Um, I'm not Maybe quite you're just sure. growing the wrong plants. Well, the only thing I've managed to successfully grow in my backyard is gardenia. And that was my biggest triumph over the whole COVID, you know, thing where I just wanted to be able to grow a gardenia because it reminds me of Greece and going there for the summer and smelling my aunt's gardenias on oh. her patio. And that is just one of my best memories. And now if I go sit in one little corner of the yard, I, I can recreate it. So oh, that's wonderful. I don't kill everything, but I'm pretty close to 90% kill rate here. <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes you just need the right plants because some plants are, are difficult. And, you know, I gave up like perennial gardening a long time ago. And so now I, I have a, what they call a, a food forest and well, it's what I call a food forest. I don't know if actual food forest people would call it a food forest, but it's all perennial plants that will live forever. So there's no annuals out there that die every year. I don't have time to replant every year and, and all that stuff. I just want stuff that takes over and thrives. Well, I might have to look into that because as you know, for us, just one gardenia isn't going to cut it in the backyard. So I've got to work on that. <laughs> no, but a gardenia gives back a lot with all that beautiful scent. Yes, I know. And I've been floating them in the water. It'll go perfect with my little signature cocktail. Um, so <laughs> you just decided to write a children's book. Now, I I love the idea. I love the concept of, you know, having it be about kindness in a series. How did that come about? What, what led you to that? So last year, um, you know, and I've, I've always kind of written poetry and it, it never really took, took it seriously. It was always something that I liked to do here and there. You know, I'd write my husband little love poems, um, even wrote a couple little short stories, but I never, you know, I had it never really occurred to me to do anything with it professionally. Um, of course, I've had I had the idea to write children's books for years. You know, having a little child at home and all of her cute little rhyming books, and I was like, I could do that. But I never really, really had a calling to do it. And then last year, um, you know, I was like I I touched on kind of in a space of not really enjoying where I was at in life and just, you know, doing the same thing day in and day out and doing a lot of soul searching. Um, you know, so many, like I said, all of my decisions were fear-based and just like worry about the future. And, you know, so I, last year I started meditating um, and I had always meditated off and on, but nothing ever consistently. So last year I started meditating in January because I love, I love a new year and I love Mondays and I love mornings and all the, all the possibilities. So I'm one definitely to set goals for the new year. And so I started meditating very regularly. Plus, you know, it helps with aging. Supposedly there's all these studies that it increases your the length of your telomeres in your brain which keep you young forever apparently so so oh good like, to know I'm gonna start <laughs> good to know I'm writing like, so that I'm down gonna, right so I'm like I, I need to to make this part of my life if, if for nothing else other than increasing the length of my telomeres so I started meditating very regularly um, and then I had a friend 
invite me to do one of those 21 day meditation challenges The I think it was the Deepak and Oprah meditation challenge. And I did that. Um, there wasn't much meditating in those, uh, which was a little surprising to me, but it was a lot of journaling. Um, so last year was the first year that I really got into journaling. I had tried that many times and it never stuck, but, um, this 21 day challenge led me on a really cool path of journaling every day. And, um, with the journaling, I was able to, I guess, have more aha moments and, and it just, it helped with some realizations, you know, it, it, it always helps to clarify things when you put them on paper, you know, and especially when someone's leading you to through all these journaling prompts. I don't, did you journal at all? Have you ever? Um, I, I don't have the patience for it. I'm a really type A person and I also lose interest in things very easily. <laughs> I'm, I have a lot of issues, apparently. <laughs> um, and I did sign up for that very same challenge. And then I think I only opened two emails. And then I was like, ah, guys, just too much right now. <laughs> one thing that I do religiously is I do vision boards. And I feel like if I could do an audio journal for myself, that go. would be better. But because I like to visually see things, a component sure. of a vision board for me, which sure. um, since we're on video, you can probably even see it in the back corner over there. Oh, yeah. I have that vision board up and I look at it multiple times a day. And that's sort of my thing. Now, now, you know, I want to see your vision board, right? I want to see everything that's on it. I'll <laughs> snap a photo of it and I'll put it in the, you know, in my website for you. So Yay, hey, no, no pressure, no pressure. I'm okay, just, okay, I'm I'll, do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. it. It did come true though. One time I put um, a couple years ago, I put the exact beach, Kanapali beach in Maui. And then I ended up going, I was there and it was a, a completely random trip that we oh. had not planned on taking. We got invited by friends. Oh and my, gosh. my husband goes, let's just do it. And it was crazy. It was our son was graduating. We left him by himself. I mean, older brother took care of him. But it was like this completely random series of events that led us to that beach. And then I came back and I'm like, oh, my God, look, it's on the vision board. That exact same beach. Oh, so my gosh. This stuff works, right? Like yes, manifesting, it, it, vision boards, journaling, oh yeah, meditating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it works. It works so much. You know, um, a side note, that's how I met my husband. So back. Did you manifest me, him? I did. Nice. I did. I totally yeah. manifested him. So I had ended a relationship. This was a really long, like 20, 20 three years ago now, I believe. And I was at a place where I was like, I just, I want, I want a, a partner. I want this. I want my soulmate. I want somebody that I can be myself with that, that I'm better with that helps me grow that I help them grow that, you know, and I, I just, I, I was so ready and I made a list of everything that I wanted in my perfect man. And I, I kid you not, two weeks later, I met him. Two and weeks? Two weeks later. And, and I didn't even realize, just like you got back from Hawaii and saw it and were like, oh my gosh, it's on my board. It, it didn't even occur to me that this was the person. So in my, in my 
manifestation, what I wrote down, I said, I want, you know, a man who will write beautiful love songs for me and sing them to me. And so two weeks later, I met David is his name. And then a couple weeks after that, we were at our friend's pool and he starts singing me this song that he just like makes up off the top of his head. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, I was just like, oh, this is him. Oh my gosh, this, I wrote, this is, this is him. I mean, it was, it was incredible. It's, it's still, it's I mean, like you, you placed an order. You placed an order with the universe and you got it delivered on a silver platter. That's and fast. Like normally manifesting doesn't happen that fast. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to say that maybe this could be another book um, title for you in the future. <laughs> After you finish your magical Mia series, you may want to go into like, just order yourself up a man. I don't know. <laughs> you, can, you can add me as a, yet a co-author or something for like helping like you it. with the you title. Yeah. Something there. Let's find a man. <laughs> So, so then uh, let's get back to the book. Yeah, I'm sorry. I totally oh, no. got off topic. I, I'm so <laughs> off topic all the time, but I have notes. And so now this is a new Maria. It's a new day. We're going to, we're going to go back to that. How did you, you, you did your writing, you like yeah, so, write poetry, but yeah, so I was, that- I was, I was meditating all last year and I was searching for something, right? I'm, I knew that I, that this couldn't be it where I was at, that it wasn't just work nine to five, barely see my family, yada, yada. And then the, the virus hit. So I did this meditation challenge right when the virus started and everything got on lockdown. And I'll tell you that I I know the virus was awful for so many, so millions and millions of people. For me, it was like the best thing ever because it stopped everything. And I finally got to take a breath and it was like, I was off the hamster wheel because I had been spinning on that wheel for years. It felt like, and all of a sudden I didn't have anything to do on the weekends. I didn't have girl scout meetings to lead. I didn't have to go into the office. I didn't have, and everything stopped and I finally got to take a breath and it was just the most amazing thing ever. So I'm journaling, I'm meditating, I'm I'm talking to my daughter and I'm in all of my meditations I'm I'm asking for, you know, all these things that I want to feel in my life. I want to feel inspired. I want to have a value-driven life. I want to help people. I want to you know, feel like I am touching other people's lives in a, in a positive way and making a difference. You know, so many people want that. Right. And that's what got me into my career, the environmental part, because I want to help the environment. You know, I'm a, I'm a total crunchy, crunchy granola chick really at heart. So I'm, I'm writing all this stuff down and my daughter in the meantime, who is just brilliant in her own right. She was writing all these little books that were just so beautiful and inspiring and, you know, she's really into graphic novels. So she's writing all these comics and she was writing a book one day and we were talking about what makes a good book, what makes a good story, you know? And, and I was like, and I started telling her, you know, well, a lot of books try and convey a message and inspire people. And, 
And, you know, I was working on my self-worth and her self-worth and like stuff that I'm always trying to impart to her. Right. And it was just this flash of inspiration, like where I'm, I'm having this kind of conversation with her, what makes a good story. And this whole series just popped into my head. And, you know, I, I say I was divinely inspired because it, it really felt like that, like, here's, here is a way that I could feel inspired and hopefully inspire some others and, you know, may, maybe make some little girls and, and boys see how beautiful life can be. Right. And, and, and see all the magic that's in life and, and see that they are able to create the life they want. And I, and I had this whole idea for a book that could teach all the stuff that I was trying to teach my daughter, but yet in like a fun way that kids would want to read, you know, because who doesn't like magic and sparkly stuff, right? I mean, that's oh, all I she do. Wants. I do. <laughs> right. Right. So that's all she wants. It's like magic, sparkly stuff. So I'm like, oh my gosh, magical Mia. And I, I just had this whole, all of it laid out in front of me. And I mean, I, I think I had three books written like in that, that morning, I just banged out all these ideas. And I mean, obviously really, really rough and you right. know, needed a lot of editing, but done. I was, and I was, my husband, my husband got up and I was like, Oh, I've got it. I'm going to be an author. And here's the books. Let me read you everything that I just wrote. I was like, isn't it good? Isn't it good? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling, and he's like, that's great, honey. It's, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Now, granted, he's seen me get very excited about many, many things throughout the years. I'm living the same life here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, that's how it came about. And, and, and I felt like this is what I had been trying to manifest. And so, you know, a lot of times people have ideas and inspiration and then they let self-doubt get the better of them or, they think, well, how can I do that? I've got this whole other job that I'm doing. I don't have time and, and all these other things. And I was like, man, this is, a, this is what I've been asking for. And this idea did not come from me, you know? And I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to like talk these books up or anything, but because even the littlest things can be divine inspirations, right? And so. Well, now hold I, on. Why wouldn't you want to talk the books up? You came up with a wonderful story, a series of stories that promote kindness and promote positivity. And why not talk it up? I mean, why not? You should talk it up, right? (laughs) I mean, I have a friend who works in a library. I'm thinking of all these people who I can gift these books to, people who have little girl, but like you said, it's not just for little girls, but I'm friends with Um, young women who are kindergarten teachers and elementary school teachers who would love to have this positivity, especially in today's world. So talk it up as much as you want. (laughs) Thank you for the reminder. Well, I'm trying. I'm not Brene Brown, but I'm going to work my way to that. Um, I have a question for you. So, okay, you had this idea. Who did your artwork? Like, how did you find out more information? Did you just go on Google? Like, what oh, is it? Are I, you an artist? What's no, what's the process? No, like, maybe all. somebody else has this idea. How did you go about getting it published? And- so uh, I, I am 
I, I research things to death. I mean, definitely to a fault sometimes. Um, so I just started researching and really self-publishing while it is a lot of work and a lot of effort because you're not just the writer, you are the marketer, the publisher, the, you know, you're basically managing a business, a brand new business where you have to do everything yourself. Um, but it's completely doable now. It's from my understanding, you know, 10 years ago, it was next to impossible, but now with uh, Kindle and KDP select, which is um, the Amazon platform that you go through uh, to get it on Amazon. And then there's other um, distributors that you go through that will push it out wide to Barnes and Noble and everywhere. Right. Um, so I just, I did a lot of research and I joined a bunch of Facebook groups and uh, I got the, one of the Facebook groups I was in, everyone just kept trying to sell me something, right. Selling me, Oh, yeah. I'll get you published and I'll do this and I'll do this. And I was like, Oh, this isn't what I wanted, you know, and a wonderful woman messaged me or tagged me in the group and said, Hey, I've got a group for you. Um, and she sent me the link to this one Facebook group. And I, I have to give her credit because she is just, she's just awesome. And let me, let me just pull this up really quick while I'm talking to you. So I did a lot of I did a lot of research and just found all these wonderful sources of inspiration. I was like, you know what? It's it's possible. I could absolutely do this. And so there's this website, um, Six Figure, and I'm not a huge fan of actually the, the name of the website, but it doesn't even matter because, you know, that's, again, that's my thing about like money and because I'm not just in anything for the money, however, but I do want to be successful, right? Like everybody wants to be successful. Of course so you do. The, this woman, Crystal Swain Bates is just amazing. And she is a wonderful mentor to everyone. I think really she speaks to women and encourages women and, and has all these awesome courses. So I joined her Facebook group and it is this community of women that just support each other in their dreams. And, and I'm saying women, but I know there's men in the group, but really the women just rally around each other and support each other. And it's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful group to be in. Um, so I, you know, I over-researched, I, I did everything and I found an illustrator. I found an awesome editor. My editor is wonderful. She's from Australia. I totally hit it off with her too. We had some really unique um, experiences together and it was, it was kismet that we met, you know, I, I believe that nothing happens by accident and there are no coincidences. So I was led to her and, and she's awesome. And my illustrator's awesome. Um, she, the, my illustrators from the Ukraine. So my husband likes to say I have a multinational company. <laughs> Apparently you do, but look at with the power of technology and this kind of lockdown period, look at how much you were able to accomplish and just to find out, and, and I'll ask you for these links later and I'll put them in the show notes in sure. case anyone else is interested in, Absolutely. Um, you know, publishing something. But I think it, again, this all just kind of came to you almost like you ordered up your husband, you ordered up this 
whole new career for yourself. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, and I feel like anyone could do anything really. Well, maybe not be a super basketball player if they don't have the skill set for that, but, but people can do just about anything that they want to do if they move forward without fear and self-doubt because you know, all those little self-doubt gremlins and the shame gremlins and I'm not good enough gremlins are there for everybody, right? I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing all of Brene Brown, who is just, you know, my spiritual mentor of late, but you know, if you get yourself in the arena and aren't afraid to move forward in your life, wonderful things happen. I wholeheartedly agree. And I am so excited and so thankful that you were able to join me today. I know that you're probably busy doing all sorts of publicity things for your book. It comes out Friday. This episode will go out on Wednesday. So um, in the show notes, I will have a lot more information on your website, a link to your book, and whatever other links that you have that you want to throw at me, sure. if somebody else is interested in doing something like this, Absolutely. why not learn from you, right? Absolutely. Um, thank you so much, Julie. I wish thank you, you the very best with Magical Mia. Kindness is contagious. I'm going to order one. Thank at you. At the very least, because maybe I'll have a granddaughter one day and, you know, <laughs> want to go with that. <laughs> that you won't have to give piggyback rides to. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, maybe I'll just have to draft some a younger version of myself to do that. <laughs> thank oh. you so much, Julie. Best of luck to you on your launch. Thank you, Maria. And thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure. It, uh, it definitely was. I enjoyed chatting with you. Um, Anybody who's just listening randomly, you can find out more at juliecassetta.com. You can subscribe and review the podcast if you've enjoyed it. And thanks again, Julie. Have a fabulous day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.